This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast, CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. I'm Will Brinson. I'm your host. It is Thursday, March 11th. Conference tournaments are underway, but more importantly, we are headed to free agency, and we're going to break down the NFC West and the off-season priorities. Make sure and leave a five-star review with any free agency question you might have. Five stars. And while you're at it, while you're in that little podcast machine, the Apple Podcast Machine, make sure and go subscribe to All Things Covered with my the host. Of the of which is of whom is my guest today, Brian McFadden. Be back. What's up, buddy? What's up, Will? How you doing? Your beard is looking real, you know, rugged. I like the rugged look. It, Thank it you. works well for you. I'm not getting rave reviews on the length and sharpness of my mustache at home. I'll say that. Okay. Okay. Uh, it, it was, it's being met with some pushback. Although I think like what's happening. Do you do you ever see the picture of the old Titans executive? Um, where he had the little like it was almost like a little like face mask. You ever seen that? Uh, God, what was his name? Um, I mean, it was a little thin mustache. No, no, no. He had this like it was a mustache that hung over his lip, and he let the bottom part grow up so much that like when he closed his mouth, you nah. could actually like it was just all. That's what you're trying to go for? No, 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 no. I'm saying that that's what um, that's what that's Steve Underwood. Yes, Steve Underwood. For those that want to Google, thank you, Debo. How did you know that, Debo? Debo knows everything. He really does. How often, when you're doing all things covered, is Debo? In the chat? Yeah, like are you uh, he's you, always in the chat. Anytime we stumble with a stat or a number, you better believe Debo comes and bail you out. Yeah, D- that is yeah, no, Debo doesn't get enough credit for that. He's working behind the scenes constantly. Uh also in the feed, franchise tag reactions with uh Cody Benjamin. We break down all the franchise tags and do Cody's free agency draft as well. And uh on tomorrow's show, we will be having our Friday mailbag with John Breach and Ryan Wilson, as I mentioned, make sure and uh, check out all things covered with BMAC and uh, Patrick Peterson, current NFL cornerback, especially with the new episode, because, God, I mean, you're slumming it up over here on this podcast. You just interviewed friggin' Nick Saban, man. Yeah, Nick Saban uh, definitely definitely was a big moment for the podcast. Myself, along with Pat P, uh, being able to get Nick Saban on. We know he's a very, very busy man because he really don't take any time off. Uh, but got him on the show. He talk, uh, We talk a lot of golf. You know, he's a, he's a passionate golfer. Uh, Kirby Smart has some things to say about his golf game, you know, questioning the integrity of Nick Saban's golf game. Uh, along with you know talking ball, he had some really intriguing things to say uh, with his short about his short stint in Miami. You know what I mean? That that I think would be uh, real good information for football fans. Well, it was, out there. I mean, I hope that somebody at CBS wrote up a story about it because I believe he told you that they actually had Drew Brees signed, and then yes. Brees failed the physical with Miami because which flies in the now, and I'm not saying it flies in the face of the lure 
you know, that we've heard the folklore that we've heard about this situation, which is that they were like, now nah, we can't mess with breeze. We're going Dante Culpepper and mm-hmm. change the, you know, the future of the franchises. But I mean, it does sound like they did want breeze, but he wanted the physical Nick wanted drew breeze. And he said that played a big part in his decision to leave because he felt some type of way, not being able to have the final say. So when it came to orchestrating oh. the roster and he wanted to be able to be in a place where he could, you know, move the pieces accordingly that he's that he's that he felt was the best opportunity for his team to win and that's what he he said you know he didn't know a, a dream job like Alabama would present itself to him but it did and uh he t- he tried his hand at it and he's been great at it and that played a big part he said yeah. Dr. Andrews basically said Drew Brees would be the better option of the two and Dante Culpepper Drew Brees but he said their doctors felt otherwise and it's funny because if Drew Brees failed the physical for the Miami Dolphins, how did he pass the physical for the New Orleans Saints? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, it's probably because the Saints you know, wanted him. Yeah, it's interesting because I, I don't. I mean, this seems kind of stupid, I guess, that I didn't realize this, but I sort of always thought I didn't. Randy, I didn't think about like Randy, Randy Muller having final say or like the doctors having final say or the, you know, the dolphin, like when you think of Nick Saban, you think like all powerful deity at whatever, you know, place he he's at. Right. So you don't, you don't think about it. It's hard to think of him not having the final say on something personnel related, but obviously that's how NFL teams work a lot of times. Yeah. But yeah. Like if, they, if somebody hired him now. Oh, no he would, question. He, you know, yeah. he'd have full run because things have changed yeah. a little bit, but I guess in the mid two thousands, it didn't work like that. Especially when you have one of the best physicians out there telling you this man is okay to play. It would yep. be one thing if Dr. Andrews was, was like, well, I'm not too sure and confident in Drew's shoulder. But he said, Dr. Andrews stated, Drew Brees is the better option. I think he's more healthy, healthier than Culpepper. And I think that definitely rubbed Coach Saban the wrong way. And he even said on our show, you know, guys, you can't if you don't have a quarterback, you're not winning. And think about this, since that debacle with that free agent accusation, they still been looking for quarterback play. They just recently found a franchise like quarterback in Tua Tonga Vailoa. So think about how many years they've been searching for an ideal player at the quarterback spot. Think about that. They've, I mean, they've tried everything, like from like Chet Lemon to drafting uh, John Beck in the second round. Oh, my goodness. All kinds of – Traded for Josh Rosen. Yeah. So you had Cleo Lennon, Lemon. The Cleo uh, Lemon or Chet Lemon? Was it both? Did they have both? I don't know. They had a lot of quarterbacks. A lot of Cleos and Chets in there. Yeah. And uh, I would also Cleo. know, too, it was Cleo. Who's Chet Lemon? What's the matter with me today? I would also know, too, that, you know, I was, um, I saw, I saw a tweet come across my timeline. It was like, and Antoine, Antoine Walker claims Michael Jordan had 900K in debt. And I clicked it. I was like, oh, that's a cool story. And it was like, as said on the All Things Covered podcast. I mean, you guys are, this is the, you guys are, you and you and Pat P keep it so relaxed and conversational that you're able to get this information. It doesn't feel like an, it feels like a, uh, like a bar, barbershop type of, yeah. You know, is that an okay vibe to say? Like, like, oh, great. I say it all the time on the show. We try to have barbershop talk. And if we have a female on, you know, we transition from barbershop to the salon. We try to have <laughs> salon talk. And one thing about being in that environment, being in a barbershop, that's the one place where you feel like you can just be unfiltered and let everything out. 
And I, we've been fortunate enough to be able to go out, get quality, quality information from our guests without trying to dig and knock down their door. You know, I think that has been, uh, uh, you know, has been noticeable. Yeah. And, and also too consistent. And I think just being able to provide the element of comfort for our guests has provided us to be able to secure and, you know, come across some real nice, intriguing, entertaining headlines to say the least. Yeah. And some big name guests. Like if somebody comes on here, I mean, we tend to keep it pretty chill on this podcast, but a lot of times they're set up by a PR person who's saying, you know, you're going to be on with CBS sports with, you know, Will Brinson and his podcast to CBS sports. And if they're thinking interview now, maybe I take it down a notch because I, my lack of professionalism or like attention to detail, but yeah, you guys keep it very cool and relaxed and it is, it's an awesome podcast. Everyone should check it out. Please check it out. Brinson, yeah, subscribe to follow rate and review. So yeah, YouTube, our next guest, I'll give you a good little tease about our next guest. He has a gold jacket. And he basically changed the makeup of how defense is played currently in the National Football League. Uh, ooh. Uh, if I had to get, uh, is he a defensive backfield or a pass rusher? Defensive back. I mean, I was my initial thoughts. The three guys that I thought were Dion, Troy, or Ed Reed. Mm-mm. None of those guys. I said he oh. has a gold jacket. All three of those. Oh, Troy doesn't have a gold jacket, does he? But Ed, Ed Reed. Well, he will. He he's he will. about yeah. to. But it, this guy has been in the hall, just sitting, chilling, watching people come in the hall. He's been there for quite some time. Been there for quite some time. Defensive backfield. Oh, my brain's not working today. Um, I, I don't want to guess it anyway. You're not gonna tell me because it's a it's a surprise until it's actually revealed. Well, I'm excited to listen to it. And uh, if you have a guess, tweet at uh, at bmac uh, bmac uh, underscore sports talk or at a ATC cover pod. There it is. ATC covered pod on yep. Twitter. So maybe he played for the, one of these teams. Probably did. I can't think of it. Uh, we'll start with the 49ers. Yeah. Worst odds to well, not the worst odds. Excuse me. They have the highest draft pick of anybody in this division. And we're going to look at their off season priorities. Their 2021 odds, seven to one to win the NFC, 14 to one to win the Super Bowl. Their top three draft picks, number 12, number 43 and number 108. Uh, they have plenty of notable free agents, including Trent Williams, who has since said he would like to be back in, in San Francisco. So we'll see how that goes. Richard Sherman, Jason Verrett, Solomon Thomas, Kendrick Bourne, Tevin Coleman, Jared McKinnon, Nick Mullins, Nick Mullins and CJ Bethard. Um, the 49ers mm-hmm. are operating BMAC with $25 million yeah. in cap uh, space. The yes. fullback Kyle, he's Kyle, a free check. agent. Yeah, you check. He's a free free agent as, as well, right? Oh, that's a good call. Yeah, I, I, uh, I think he's a free agent. Yeah, uh, I usually just read off whatever Debo puts on the rundown, and then I'll realize that we're missing somebody later on. Not that it's Debo did anything, but it's you know, like Debo picked out the biggest names. But Kyle Uzcheck in the in the uh, in the San Francisco offense with with Kyle Shanahan, very important. I would guess that he's either coming. Like I wouldn't. I would be surprised if he went anywhere else. They gave him a Man, huge contract before. He's a he's a vital part of their offense. Huge part of their offense. Yeah, having, he does it all. Having him and George Kittle is kind of what makes that offense go because mm-hmm. of the versatility that those two guys provide. Um, when you look at the 49ers, yep. what would you say is their biggest off-season priority? Uh, retaining Trent Williams. Um, 
you know, basically took a year off of football, jumped right back into the saddle and was real good. Played top level football, very, very athletic. He still has real good years left in the tank, in my opinion. And I'm talking about when you're away from something for, for a year or so, it takes some time for you to get back into the rhythm, right? But what we saw from Trent Williams, I mean, stellar play, only surrendered with four sacks in the entire season. He was durable. He was healthy. And you're talking about trying to get the most out of your quarterback, whoever that is, right? But right now it is Jimmy Garoppolo. You need to make sure you have a surefire tackle blocking his blind side. And it's going to, he's going to be a bit pricey, but I think he's going to be definitely deserving of whatever it is he's asking for probably around 18 or 19 million per year but that's the price that's the premium uh, price for a real good great like offensive tackle in the national football league left tackle to say the least so Trent Williams will be my number one uh secondly Jason Verrett and the reason why I say Jason Jason Verrett uh will is because when you look at the second day we look at the cornerback specifically Richard Sherman is safe to say he will be playing elsewhere right when you look at some of the other vital free agents at the cornerback position. Uh, Kawan Williams, he will be uh, unrestricted. Uh, Akilo Weatherspoon will be unrestricted. Uh, Emmanuel Mosley will be restricted, so they'll be able to bring him back with a tender. But they're, they're lim- they have limited bodies at the cornerback position, and they mm-hmm. haven't really hit well in drafting corners in that organization. I mean, they've done okay in bring, bringing veterans uh, into the building, but drafting? No, nah, they haven't done well drafting cornerbacks, so I think Keeping Jason Verrett over the last two years, he's only made three million. He was basically playing uh, uh, an, an, earn, an, an earning like contract, trying to show his worth by playing because he's been dealing with so many injuries. But I think you got to find a way to bring him in. Uh, he, he, he won't be as pricey as Trent Williams, but he's going to command more than what he's been seeing over the last two years. And I think he definitely deserves that. Uh, by the way, Trent Williams was on a podcast on the Chris Collinsworth podcast with Richard Sherman. Sure. Why not? Um, it's a P or the PFF podcast with Richard Sherman. I, I don't, I don't, I'm not even sure what podcast he was, but he was on some podcast with Richard Sherman and Trent Williams joined him. And uh, Richard Sherman said, I've got San Francisco asking where he thought Trent Williams would go. I've got him staying in San Francisco for the faithful. And Trent Williams uh, followed up and said, that's not a bad take fellas. That's not a bad take. Y'all are barking up the right tree. I, I do think, I don't think Trent Williams will just play for free because mm-hmm, there's no. a lot there's a lot of teams out there whether it's the Colts or the Bengals with a ton of cap space who need left tackle help who could use Trent Williams in a big way. But I do think BMAC and m- maybe you can speak to this since you had uh, if I can call them two two tours of duty with the Steelers mm-hmm. that for Trent Williams and I'm not saying you had a bad time in Arizona but Trent Williams was drafted by Washington and I mean he like they died they misdiagnosed a brain tumor and like he you know like like he had a bad he had a bad experience in, in washington bad, very bad and i think for him there's probably this is probably a situation where he is so comfortable with this organization with the 49ers with the scheme that kyle shannon who he played for in in washington as well runs there with the offense with the whole setup that he might be willing to take a little bit less than market value or like he's not going to try to get as much money as he can because he's so comfortable in the organization. I can tell you this much, you know, when you look at veterans that hit the free agent market as of late, you know, offensively or defensively, one of their top priorities is 
joining a real good quarterback. And I think that should be, that probably is a top priority for Trent Williams. Granted, he plays offense. He plays on the offensive line. So I don't think he would go in a situation where they have below average quarterback play, but they're giving him the most money. I think he wants to get a little bit of both real good money and good quarterback play. So I think that's going to be uh, probably the second most important thing on his list behind the finances and deserving. So he's at that stage in his career where he is closer to the end than the beginning. And he wants a chance to compete and compete to get into the playoffs, compete for championships. And I think that's going to be imperative for him. You know what I mean? So um, he's going to probably command a real nice paycheck. Now for him, will he consider going to a bottom dweller tween team that can offer him more money? They have below average play at the quarterback or go to a real team, a real good team that's competitor that might not be able to give him as much as some of the bad teams in the National Football League, but they will provide the element of competing for a championship to say the least. Yeah, I mean, so if you look at, I mean, you know, like there's a real difference between David Bakhtiari, Larry Batunsel, and Roddy Stanley who are at the top of the average annual per year, Bakhtiari 23, Tunsil 22, Stanley 19.75, and then it drops off to Garrett Bowles, Taylor Dewan, Nate Solder. I think San Francisco could pretty comfortably and pretty uh, confidently slide him in the middle of those two tiers where he's getting 18, 19, well, 18, $19 million a year. And I don't think Trent Williams is flinching at that. You know, like he, that's yeah. good money. And he's going to, you know, he knows he, again, he's comfortable with the thing. So I, I agree with you. I think as long as San Francisco wants him back and is willing to pay something around his market value, I think he ends up coming back. I also think you're spot on with the idea that this secondary is a, is a major problem. And we shouldn't sleep on the fact that Robert Sala is gone now. I mean, that's a, you know, D'Amico Ryan's, by the way, how is, how, that's how old we are. <laughs> right, I mean, right. D'Amico Ryan's a defensive coordinator already. God, that happened fast. I mean, I feel like he was playing like, yesterday but you know i'm sure i i trust kyle shanahan and his coaching decisions you know they lost their oc and their dc uh but mike mcdaniel is a guy he 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 believes in in a big way uh people around the league think he's the guy who puts the run game magic together and then i don't think they hired Demika ryan's if they don't think he can do the job so I, i'm not necessarily worried about that but when you're losing five second five guys in the secondary to free agency you know, that becomes problematic. Solomon Thomas hadn't panned out. Their drafts haven't been quite as good as we thought maybe they were. Mm -hmm. D Ford is a potential cut candidate here. Uh, they could save, I believe, $6 million. Uh, and then if they designate a June post-June 1st cut, they save $16 million in June 1st. So a little bit of work here to do. And I mean, really quickly, before we move on to the Cardinals, it is worth noting that, I don't know that Jimmy Garoppolo is a guaranteed return here either. Yeah. I think they're still sorting that out. That's why I said whoever the quarterback is, they're going to need to have a, a, a guy on the on the left side that can do what they're supposed to do. Right now it's Jimmy G, but we don't know exactly what they have in store with the future plans that for quarterback there in San Fran. Yeah, and they can they can make a call late on Jimmy G too because they're under the cap. Um, mm -hmm. They don't, you know, Jimmy G, they look very little dead money. And, you know, if for some reason they decide to trade for, let's say, Sam Darnold. Excuse me. Um, Darnold is sub $10 million cap hit um, on, on his contract in 2021. And you would save uh, almost $24 million by cutting Jimmy Garoppolo. So wow. that's I wouldn't sleep on that possibility happening. The yeah. Arizona Cardinals. Yep. 
out where J.J. Watt went. 16-1 to to win the NFC, 35-1 to to win the Super Bowl. They have the 16th overall pick, 49th and 80th. Top free agents include Kelvin Beecham. Just kidding. Top free agent includes Patrick Peterson is on that list. Devondre Campbell, Hassan Reddick, Drake Kirkpatrick, Larry Fitzgerald, Kenyon Drake, Marcus Golden, Kelvin Beecham is actually on there. Um, J.R. Sweezy, offensive line player, Dan Arnold, who hadn't quite broken out the way they thought they would at tight end. Uh, also, Corey Peters. And I think that about covers it for their big-time free agents the cardinals are operating with 15 million dollars in cap space having signed jj watt uh, what do you consider to be their top priority here cornerback besides giving patrick peterson another podcast yeah yeah give him give him another podcast and give him a nice handsome ransom nice payday <laughs> right, right? right uh, that'd be dope uh but cornerback for me because you know your two starting cornerbacks from last year you just read their name off as being on the free agent list. Drake Kirkpatrick and Patrick Peterson. Uh, the likelihood of you bringing both of them bringing both guys back is not likely. So addressing the cornerback issue uh, is important for them. Secondly, I have wide receivers. Um, not knowing what will happen with Larry Fitzgerald, if he retires, you got to find quality uh, production outside of DeAndre Hopkins. Christian Kirk has provided flashes here or there, but he hasn't really hit that consistent stride. You know, Keyshawn Johnson was supposed to be a guy they thought could be a durable, a productive player at the wide receiver spot. He's been inconsistent. Andy Isabella has been a bit inconsistent. And like I said, if you if Larry says he's going to retire or even if he says he's coming back, you know, Larry Fitzgerald is not the same guy that he once was four or five years ago. You know what I mean? So being able to find a way to get quality production outside of DeAndre, I think that's important. Then lastly for me would be running backs, right? Running back. Kenyon Drake is a free agent. Uh, he may sign elsewhere. Uh, you have Chase Edmonds and, you know, Cliff Kingsbury has spoke highly about Chase. He feels like he could be a featured guy. I'm not quite ready to say that. I think if you want to be able to get the most out of your quarterback, give him a running game to rely on. Give him something to rely on that, that could take pressure off his plate. And if uh, Kenyon Drake signs elsewhere, you got to address the depth, the lack thereof at the running back position. So I have running back uh, through on my list. Yeah, I mean, I, I Chase Edmonds is awesome, but you know, you I don't know that we're ready to make him designate him as a full-time feature back or anything. So yeah, I agree with you. Running back is key and they run more than you think in this Cliff Kingsbury offense. I mean, it's, you know, it's the it's titled like the, what do they call it? The, the What do they call Kingsbury's offense? How am I? Uh, I'm uh, terrible today. I'm, the I'm spread? Out. What is it? Uh, Debo, uh, what's the Kingsbury outfit? No, um, how do I know? Air raid. Is air it air raid? Thank you. Air raid. Yeah, Lord, I'm sorry, B-Mac. I'm off my <laughs> game. Um, yeah, they run a lot. It's dependent on the running game. And I think you're right. You know, this is a team where you start, <laughs> you start, you you know, you you start to look at this. You're like, man, they are losing a lot on offense. Um, I'm not expecting you to tell us what Patrick Peterson's going to do, but I I would sort of think that given the way that this organization has, I look at, I look at the path for Larry Fitzgerald and what they've done with Larry Fitzgerald. Mm -hmm. And I think that the ownership there, the bit Michael Bidwell believes strongly in not just like really good players, but sort of ambassadors and lifelong Cardinals. Mm -hmm. And like, they've kept Larry Fitzgerald around and he's been very, you know, he's been productive. He hasn't been elite the entire time, but they figured out ways to use him no matter what. And they know he's huge for the locker room. I would think 
given the 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 nature of Pat Pat P's play and performance and um, importance to that franchise, that he could potentially go down a similar path. Me and him have had uh, these discussions before. That type of discussion, like man, you can be the Larry Fitzgerald on the defensive side, right? You know what I mean? And he's definitely aware of that. But it all depends on what they want to do now going forward. And I can tell you this much, a short tease for you guys, whenever he's going to make his announcement and make it known, he's going to do it first on the All Things Covered Pod social media site. Oh, so not not on a pod, but it will be announced on ATH. Yeah, because because we, we don't know exactly the we, timing of when, when everything can happen. So we got to be ready to go. So what we're going to do is do it live from our uh, All Things Covered Instagram page. So oh. we're going to break it live. So he's going to break his own news. You know okay. what I mean? So, so whether, whether, he, Peterson. whether he signs a new contract with the Cardinals, whether they're saying yes. we're moving on, he is yes. you're going to do it live on the podcast. So anybody yes. listening, um, and we'll make sure and tweet that out that out and let people know that because, you know, look, the, like Schefter's going to have to follow ATH Covered, right? I mean, ATH Covered, at ATH Covered Pod, if he wants that scoop, rap sheet, lock and yeah. fora. Mike, Mike Garofalo, you want that scoop? You better go follow. Yeah, um, StreamYard, uh, live on YouTube. We're going to have it everywhere. Yeah, all right. That's pretty cool. That's that's good. Uh, when when Ryan Wilson uh, breaks whatever news he's Ryan got. Finley Wilson, by the way. Ryan Finley Wilson, that's right. I love seeing that new t- name tag you guys had. Mofo's got to get his tattoo already. Yes. You got to be um, a man of your word, Ryan. <laughs> I agree. The pass rush, I know they added J.J. Watt and they have – Chandler Jones. So I'm not I'm not mm-hmm. particularly worried about it. But like Hassan Reddick was pretty important last year and Marcus. Very important. You know, they, yeah. You can't lose both guys, Will. You got to bring one guy. I think the cheaper guy to bring back would be Golden because of the year that Hassan just had. He's going to be a hot name on the market. And I don't think it's smart to allow both guys to walk, especially, you know, with 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 what you added to the front, you get Chandler Jones back and hopefully he's healthy and ready to go. JJ Watt, hopefully he's healthy. So if you can add either Golden, ideally Hassan, but you know, like I said, he's going to pretty much be able to name his price, I think. But if you yeah. can add one of those guys to the to the front along with Chandler Jones and JJ Watt, man, that might be real interesting to watch throughout the year. I'm with you. And Arizona again in pretty good shape with cap space. You know, you look at the top end and there's not, you know, uh you got Hopkins, Humphreys, Chandler Jones eating up a ton of cap space. Chandler, uh, Chandler Jones, not going anywhere. We would assume after they signed uh, JJ Watt. Yeah, there's some guys they could cut and wouldn't be surprised to be let go. But I think that's a pretty spot on appraisal of the Arizona Cardinals approach. All right, let's take a break. When we come back, we look at the other two teams in the division. Robert Half Research indicates nine out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a 
happy price. Go to your happy price, price line. All right, so the Los Angeles Rams, 6-1 to one to win the NFC, 13-1 to one to win the Super Bowl, number 65, their first pick, number 185 and number 217. They don't pick early, though, because they got Matthew Stafford. Top free agents include Austin Blythe, Troy Hill, John Johnson, Leonard Floyd, Darius Williams, Gerald Everett, and Malcolm Brown. They are well above the cap at $32 million, yes. um, in large part, BMAC, because they're eating – uh, $22.2 million in dead cap space for Jared Goff and paying Matthew Stafford $20 million. What would you consider the top priority for the Los Angeles Rams? This all but number one, they are the favorites to win this division. Not surprised when you add Matthew Stafford along with the success they had last year. Uh, but for them to continue to go in that trajectory, I think keeping JJ, John Johnson, that's important. Uh, he had that C on his jersey. Uh, he's a great communicator in the secondary. He tackles well. Uh, he's highly respected within the organization. And I think they got to find a way to keep him in the forefront defensively for them going forward because he means a lot to their secondary. Uh, just being able to be the ultimate traffic cop, keeping everything in front of him and being able to move the traffic however he see fits, right? That's number one. Number two, Leonard Floyd. Leonard came out west and had a real good year. I mean, he was sneaking up on some folks here and there, but then people started to realize, yo, this guy has hit the light switch and he's been balling. And the chemistry that he has with uh, Aaron Donald, man, that can be a thing of beauty for their defense going forward. He had double-digit sacks, 10 and a half sacks. Now he's going to be a bit pricey because, you know, sacking the quarterback, people pay top dollar for guys that can sack the quarterback. Can they uh, keep him in the forefront? I don't know. But I can tell you this much, trying to keep him there it would be huge for them. So those are the top two free agents. I think they should definitely find a way to get signed and then kind of work everything else uh, through the draft as, as they continue to maneuver some of those uh, numbers. But, you know, Leonard Floyd, I talked about prior uh, the top free agents. Priorities for me, Will, would be outside linebacker with Leonard Floyd. Uh, if you can keep him in the forefront, that defense will be, once again, uh, a, a dominant unit. Outside of Leonard Floyd, the inside backer position. I mean, Michael Kaiser, when he was healthy, played pretty good football, but he only played nine ball games, and the lack of depth really surfaced when he was not in the lineup. You know, you had Troy Reader and uh, Kenny Young filling in for Kaiser, didn't really uphold the standards. So uh, addressing the inside backer, the depth, was huge. And then lastly for me, the interior of the offensive line, uh, specifically speaking, uh, the center position. Uh, Austin uh, Bythe is the free agent. Uh, he might go elsewhere. He signed a one-year deal last year. I don't think he would do the same thing because he played pretty good football when he jumped into the lineup. And if you lose Austin, then you go right back to Brian Hill, who I think is at best as a backup. So if you lose Austin, you got to go try to find his replacement. I don't think they have to replace his replacement on the roster. And that could be an issue when you talk about how important that center is to the offensive line. I think two things that you're probably going to see from them, the Rams this offseason, restructuring Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey. So you can yeah, lump those into free one. Free up some one. space. Yeah, I mean, you got to. You have to free up space. They can free up $29 million in space, according to Over the Cap, by freeing up, by restructuring Donald and Ramsey. So that is basically going to happen. And look, this is kind of like the Cowboys in the sense that it's a very stars and scrubs roster. You know, you have... Donald, Ramsey, Stafford, 
taking up, uh, let's see, four, almost, like just a shade under 40% of the cap. I mean, that's, mm-hmm. that's a lot, right? And then add in Jared Goff and you move it up another 22 million. So even with Cooper Cup and, and Robert Woods, you know, once you get those guys in another 7 million, 7% each of the cap, you were yep, talking yep. about a ton of cap space being eaten up by the top end guys. Mm-hmm. So you've got to get those guys to restructure. And I'm with you, man. I think, you know, they, they are, they're, you know, they're swapping over from, uh, you know, for Brandon Staley, who's now the Chargers head coach, to Raheem Morris, who's a very good defensive coordinator. And I think that's a great move. I have no problem with it whatsoever. But, you know, you're going to have to get some players there to make it work for Raheem Morris. And if you lose Floyd and John Johnson and Troy Hill, I just don't – I don't know how that defense maintains the same level. So mm-hmm. they got to restructure those deals quick. They know what the cap is now. It came in at 182.5 million. It's lower than they expected. Restructure those deals and go out and get guys who can you have to retain these guys in, in free agent in free agency and, and you know keep the defense together. I think the offense is probably, I mean, I'm gonna say fine. Like you up, you did everything you needed to do with the offense by getting Matthew Stafford. Yeah, right? you got Stafford, you get Cam Akers, uh, who at the end of the season in that postseason was was great. You get your wide receivers. You're gonna to have to address the tight end position. Uh, you may you're gonna lose. You could lose Gerald Everett. Uh, you still got uh, Hickby. Uh, yeah. But for the most part, yeah, the offense is, is together. Woods, you know what I mean? uh, Van Jefferson, Higby, Cam Akers, Matthew Stafford, and, and an offensive line mostly intact. That's a good offense. They need to get some money, and then they got to restructure. Or they got to restructure, get some money, and retain some of those defensive players. The Seattle Seahawks. Um, not the favorite to win the division, but certainly uh, up there. They are last because they have an earlier pick as it stands right now. Um, then the Los Angeles Rams. And by the way, it's March Madness season, so make sure and create a pool to compete against your friends or fill out your bracket for a chance to win a Nissan Rogue and a trip to the 2022 Final Four. You can play on the CBS Sports app or on cbssports.com slash brackets. Join our podcast group now by clicking the link in the episode description. The Seahawks, as I mentioned, 11 to 1 to win the NFC, 22 to 1 to win the Super Bowl. Their top three draft picks, number 56, number 120, number 151. They gave away their first in the Jamal Adams trade. They have plenty of free agents, including Ethan Postich, KJ Wright, Shaquille Griffin, Puna Ford, Carlos Dunlap, Jacob Hollister, Carlos Hyde, Chris Carson, also a free agent. Um, uh, David Moore is sort of, you know, Notable because of how you know they need some depth at pass catcher Philip Dorsett, Bruce Irvin, and uh, Quentin Dunbar as well. I mean, they this is a team that sort of I don't know, B Mac. Uh, maybe you could say they have a pretty important offseason priority. Figure out what's going on with Russell Wilson. No question, no question. Figure out what's going to happen with curly hair Russell Wilson, <laughs> and, and and starting off with that right with with Russell at the player spot. I mean top priorities making getting the offensive line to be better you know what i mean the reason why because russell said so <laughs> that's why russell yeah. is a bit disgruntled now i mean since 2012 he has a league high he's been sacked 394 times since 2012 uh th- th- that's that's a ugly number to be a part of i mean throughout his career uh, i think that's throughout his career 394 times but he's been slack sacked the most you know as a starting quarterback so it, Getting the offensive line to be better because Russell said so. Secondly, you got Carlos Hyde, a free agent, Chris Carson, a free agent. That would leave, you know, Rashard Penny as the only capable starting running back. And he's been injured a lot in his professional career. I don't know if you feel safe in 
just having him as the feature guy along with, you know, DJ Dallas. Uh, they had some um, Homer, who was the other guys that filled in. But they need to find a way to have feature guys at the running back spot to be able to get the most out of their offense. So I think that could be an area of concern, the running backs. Defensively, I mean, Carlos Dunlap, you're losing Bruce Irvin. Granted, those guys were not, you know, consistent terrors in sacking the quarterbacks, but they could f- f- timely get back there and, and cause some havoc. You know, pass rushing has been an issue for them over the last three, four years, to say the least. Uh, so if you lose those two guys, you got to address that. And then what about the cornerback position? Uh, Shaquille Griffin, uh, they didn't franchise tag him. He's going to be free. Uh, he is the most experienced, has been the most consistent corner there in that secondary. Uh, and I think he's going to be a top priority. He should be. Yeah, absolutely agree. They, I mean, look, the bottom line is they have to figure out, you know, is is Russell Wilson going to be their quarterback in 2021? It's hard for me to imagine he wouldn't be. Is a 58 million dollar dead cap hit? Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Before June 1st, I mean, like the three big, the two biggest dead cap hits in history, I think, are happening right now with Jared Goff and Carson Wentz, and Russell Wilson would be bigger than both combined if they traded him before June 1st. So you almost have to have to figure out a way to do the deal after June 1st because you can't have like nearly a third of your cap space being eaten up by a quarterback who's not on your team. That's, that's no debilitating. Um, KJ Wright's a big, a, a great player. He's like mm-hmm. historically great in terms of what he's done in Seattle. Uh, you lose him, you lose Shaq Griffin. And I think you start to have real questions about this defense and Bruce Irvin is a fine player. They don't have any pass rush. They have no pass rush, and the secondary doesn't have the teeth that it used to. The, I mean, Jamal Adams is a beast, but he's not. He's been a, he was the best pass rusher. Yeah, them. he's their top pass rusher. That's a problem. If your safety is your top pass rusher, even as a good pass rusher, that's a problem. And I agree with you. Like, if does this team want to be what Pete Carroll wants it to be, which is a physical run game team that plays great defense? Because I look at it, and that they don't have the roster for that. They have a roster for letting Russ throwing it all around and being bad on defense. And when it comes to rushing the passer, they're dead last in the division. Yeah. I mean, with with a healthy Chandler Jones, with a healthy Bosa from San Fran, uh, you know, he's still got Armstead. And we know what the Rams provide when it comes to rushing the passer. Seattle, they're dead last in their division. By a a long shot. It's not even a – yeah, exactly. And that says something. Yeah, I mean, L.J. Collier, I mean, their, their picks uh, haven't panned out, man. Collier, nope. Rashad Penny. From TCU, he's still waiting to hit the, the light switch. And the thing is, for Seattle, they won't have a first-rounder to either address the offensive line woes or address the pass rushing woes. So they're going to do anything. They got to do most of their dirty work uh, through uh, free agency and then try to hit on some guys in the mid-round because they won't have a first-rounder this year or next year. And they had 22 and nearly 22 and a half million dollars in free agents in, in, excuse me, in salary cap space. You know, they can make the problem is the guys that really stand out as, um, you know, who they can use to, oh my God, they haven't even paid Jamal Adams yet. Like he wants to get paid. This, this roster is a problem. Yes. And yes. Russ wants out. This is, yes. this feels like, the Seahawks might be rebuilding after 2021. Maybe you make one more run of it in 2021 and see if you can make it work. And then maybe you try, I don't know. This is, that's crazy. Like you said, they don't have resources to go out and try to maybe trade for a guy like Orlando Brown. Uh, Cause they don't have a first rounder. Right. And, well, heck Orlando wants to play left tackle. So they already have Dwayne Brown there. So that wouldn't really make any sense, but sure. I'm just saying, no, we're trying I mean, to go get a, a, a proven guy have, on the right side. Yeah. They don't have the resources to go get anybody. 
Nope. They have some money, but they don't have a ton of money. And again, they, you know, I mean, extending Jamal Adams, you can figure that out however you want, but he's, you have to extend him given what you gave up for him. But that Two means you're probably going to lose yeah. KJ Wright and Shaq Griffin. It's, it feels like they're really patching this thing together. And I don't know that what the moves are going to make this offseason are necessarily going to inspire Russell Wilson to be happier about his situation going into 2021. Yeah. Maybe Russ Mike would be playing elsewhere. Who knows? We don't know. We have to wait and see. Man, that would make for a bombshell in the next couple of days. If that happens, you know we'll have I can say this much. If Russell Wilson gets traded before Deshaun Watson, oh, my goodness, Deshaun probably won't play for real. I, do you think Deshaun's going to play if he won't get traded? I think it's 50-50. My thing, he grew up with no money. Or, or exactly, that's the thing. He grew up with no money. He knows and, what it's like to not have anything. Yeah, exactly. And not to mention, to prove a point, when you really feel some type of way about the organization, I wouldn't, you know what, definitely I wouldn't be surprised, Will, if he sat out a few ball games. Just to say, like, hey, listen, here's the deal. I'm for real. And yeah. watch how bad they are. And, yeah. like, you're the worst team in football. And you need to, we need to fix this. And, and man, these, these two situations, we never see anything like this in football, BMAC. I mean, in professional football, you've never seen quarterbacks, I mean, just forcing their way out. It's, it's crazy. It's a, it's a, it's a year a, of quarterbacks going rogue. It really is. It's crazy. Uh, and we've got tons of content to cover it when it's happening, including the Pick Six podcast. And of course, all things covered. Make sure and subscribe to both. Fantastic content. BMAC, always fun to talk to you. It's been too long, pal. Yes, sir. Chat soon. Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts.